Daista Ewinaken. Welcome to podcast number 27. Well, that's another week been and gone. They just fly by so quick. Um, since I spoke to you last, um, on the Saturday, I pretty much worked all day actually. And, uh, then building up for me long run on the Sunday, which was me 18 mile run. And um, I never look forward to these long training runs, so I got to psych myself up. And um, I actually left to go for my run, I'd say it was about quarter past ten on Sunday morning. So I drove through Slades and then up the hill and down through Bazion. Isn't that a brilliant name, Bazion? I don't know, I ought to look up to see where that came from actually, but uh, yeah, I love that name. And down, and I was going to run from Polbrock. So I parked up there in the car park, got out the car, and my phone started going. And this was about half past ten. So I answered the phone, and it was a, a nursing home to say that we'd had a call. So back in the car, back home, get changed. And then I had to retrace my steps. I think I, I got back out to Polbrock again, well, about three hours later. And then I managed to complete the run. Um, it was, yeah, okay. It was not too bad. The last few miles was a bit tiring, but managed to do it okay. And um, I know James, he did his, um, he did a 16, no, he was, trying, he was going to do 16 yesterday, I think, to us. But um, he had a bit of a niggle with his knee, I think, after about 13 miles. And um, it is always worrying when you get in this close to the, marathon if you pick up an injury it is oh it was really worrying but uh hopefully it is nothing but um yeah the training's going fine and thank you everyone so far who've donated for the uh just given for fleet it's been brilliant and uh i'll say if anybody else wants to just go on just given james uh, sorry david and james bray um for fleet and any donation would be proper so then on Sunday evening, sat down, had me tea, and then we did have a couple more calls. So I think I actually got to bed, I think it was about 10 to 1 Monday morning. And then obviously up again for the work week, which um, we were at Glen Valley most of the week, but we did go to Lenivet during the week. And um, it was lovely. We had the bell ringers there, the full team ringing the bells before and after, and it was a lovely sound. I, I think their uh, captain of the tower, Mr. Williams, I think he would have been uh, quite happy with the sound that they was making. One thing I forgot to mention last week was in the, the previous week, we did have a meeting of the committee of the Weybridge Slate Club. And I don't know, uh, perhaps some of you in Weybridge will, will know what it is all about, but um, I know that these clubs was set up oh, a long time ago, all over the country, I think. And um, the Slate Club here in Wade Bridge, I was talking to our president today, dear John Champion, um, now well into his 90s, but still going strong. And he said that the Wade Bridge Slate Club, he thinks, actually started in 1935. The aim of the club was, um, because I don't think there was any social security or sickness benefit back then, so all the men would pay in so much a week and then if any of them was off poorly then they could claim money from the slate club and john was pretty sure that you had to pay a shilling a week 
And then if you was off sick, you could get 10 bob a week in sickness pay. He can remember there was a chap down Riversdale opposite the, the gasworks there, or as affectionately it was always known in here as uh, Gasworks Terrace. And he used to run the club for quite a while. And he said there were different venues, um, the Swan Hotel, um, Weybridge Social Club, when it was actually located up above Lang's Fish and Chip Shop. And then after that, the social club moved down to Fair Park Road. And it was there in later years when father was the secretary. I can remember he would go there. Uh, the meetings would be once a month on a Friday between 7 and 8 p.m. where people would go down to pay their money. John himself joined the Slate Club in 1955 and he can remember there was Norman Sleeman. He ran it for about 20 years and also he said Dick Moore and he was um, he used to collect the union money as well for the railways. Um, he worked there on the railway line and he had his little box there and he would also collect all the Slate Club money for all the men that worked on the railway in Weybridge. Father actually joined the committee before he became undertaker. And um, I can't remember half of the names of the committee members over the years, but there's a, a few that I do remember and obviously not all in the, the right sort of order, like dear Bernie Richards, who Bernie used to work for us as well. He was one that would always um, meet with Father or Charlie as well that worked for us because Charlie run it for well, well over 20 years. I don't know if it's 26 years, I think. Um, then there was Bill Berry, Mike Sims, Dick Lang, Lloyd George. And there is a saying, I don't know where the blooming saying come from. It said, Lloyd George knew my father, father knowed Lloyd George. But when about that Lloyd George, I think it was about the, the politician Lloyd George. But I remember Lloyd, he lived at Wellington Place, I remember him very well. And obviously the committee today, um, John Champs, he's the president, and then Char is still on the committee, myself, Ken Rillstone, Phil Blake, and we've now been joined by Jill Chapman. I must admit, we last year was going through a little worrying stage because Char, as I say, he'd done it for 25 or so years and he felt that the time was come to, to pack up. So we, we sent a, a message out to all the members if anyone would like to take over. And of course, we, we didn't get anyone immediately that came forward. And I was quite happy to do it because I know Father had done it. But um, I'm afraid in the, the changing times we live in, um, it's thought that these days there might have been a, a conflict of interest sort of thing. So that kind of ruled me out. But then we was um, very pleased when dear Jill Chapman, which is Charlie Phillips' maid, um, she come forward and said, yes, she would do it. And so the Slate Club will be continuing. And Jill now is actually collecting any membership money. And it's um, she's down at the John Betjeman Centre every Friday from 2 to 4. So if you've got any queries at all or any new members want to join, just pop down to see Jill and she can give you all the information. But uh, thankfully, it is still going on. And I say these days, the money paid out, it goes towards the funeral. And um, it was a long time ago 
that that actually changed from being sick pay to actually going towards the funeral. Um, all the time when father was doing it, I can remember it was for the funeral. So it was definitely a long time ago. And John was actually saying today that there was a well-known undertaker in Weybridge in the past. And when somebody would ring up, he would say, sorry to hear your news. Are I'm in the slate club or no? As the years have gone on, things have changed. And nowadays, well, I'd say for quite a few decades now, really, there have been funeral plans. And it's something that we've done, well, really right back from the, the 1980s. And the plans that we offer name through Golden Charter, which is a trust which was set up um, just to support all local family independent firms like ourselves to provide these funeral plans. And we meet up with people that the one that we do is called Independent Way. We'll find out what people would like and then we find out the cost and what it would be down down here with their local costs and um, go back to the family and go from there. And if they want to carry it out, we then forward the money to the trust fund so it is nice and safe and it is quite a popular thing actually. We see average two, maybe three families a week talking about their funeral plans and um, also some, they think, they say to us, well, we got an insurance kind of policy, we don't really need a plan, but can you take our details down? So we've got details there of um, what people would like for their funeral, we keep that free of charge, so when the time comes, it is a help to the family. I know that um, the worst thing for us is to, to go into a house and um, the family being left and haven't got a clue what the person who's passed away, what they wanted. And um, it just makes it a lot easier for people. And the actual plans that we've got and the details we keep, they can be as in-depth as um, as you want, really. We've got the types of coffin right down to the music the donations and everything and is yeah quite quite a useful thing really it does help people out at the sad time when someone does pass away i don't quite know if they still run the awards now there was always a funeral planner of the year award and i think covid um played havoc with that really but before that i think there was for the whole of the Southwest, um, we were the winners. I think it was five years out of six. We had quite a role, really, which was, um, yeah, quite good. So I don't know where they'll be starting up again now or no. be interesting to see. So there we have it. So as for the Cornish word of the week, I thought seeing as we did conduct a funeral in Lenivet Church this week, I would use the, the name Lenivet of the village. And um, that comes to from the Cornish two words, lan, and that means sacred enclosure, and nevers, and that's the pagan sacred place. So, lan nevers, that's what um, it comes from, lanivet. But um, if you've never been there before, it is a lovely little village, got a little green there and everything, nice pub, fish and chip shop, but um, yeah, l lovely place. Um, as far as the Cornish dialect of the week, I was wondering what I was going to say. And then I was looking on the news. And, of course, Boris, our uh, ex-Prime Minister, he was having a bit of a, a grilling by a Parliament committee this week. And, as you know, with Boris's hair, it always looked a bit roughy ways, like it could do with a good old comb, really. 
And that reminded me of the, the Cornish dialect, where if you're looking a bit like that, a bit, uh, bit unkempt, untidy, they'd say to me, you look like you've been dragged through edge backwards. So uh, that's, that's the one for this week. You look like you've been dragged through edge backwards. So there we have it. So I hope you have a good weekend. I'm uh, I'm going to have to do a little run tomorrow, perhaps three miles, because I was meant to do five tonight, but I run out of time, and uh, I had this to record as well. And then, of course, I'll be gearing up for me 19 miles running on Sunday. So think of me, won't you? And don't forget the clocks go forward too. So there we have it. But I'll speak to you again next week. I wish you well. Do Guinness.